0: The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. We worship you. We adore you. We bless your holy name because you are very good. Thank you for being good to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for every blessing we have received from you. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. As we continue with our study today, Lord, please continue to bless us. Send your word and let the word heal us. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to continue with our series on Going Higher. And now we are in part 60. Going Higher part 60. Our text will still be the same as the past two weeks, 1st Kings chapter 19, from verse 15 to 17, 1st Kings 19 from verse 15 to 17. And the Lord said unto him, that is Elijah, go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel, Meholah shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escaped the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. And him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. (sighs) Anoint Aziel so he can continue to kill. Anoint Jehu So he can keep on wielding his sword, slaying anyone who escaped from Isaiah. Let Jehu deal with it. Anoint Elisha so that what the two of those two kings could not do, he would do. Just keep on slaying. Anointing for slaying. This is really deep water. You see, life is war. Life has always been war. It will always be war. Believe it or not, According to Genesis chapter four from verse one to eight, Genesis chapter four from verse one to eight, the first murder in human history happened as early as Genesis chapter four. (laughs) The very first murder happened in the family of the first family of all, Adam and Eve. Cain killed his brother, Abel. And when you go a little further, by the time you get to Genesis chapter 27, and you can read it from verse 1 to 41, Genesis 27 from verse 1 to 41, when (laughs) Jacob colluded with his mother to take the blessings of Esau. Can you believe that kind of thing happened in Genesis? Mother colluding with one of her own children to defraud. The firstborn, well, the firstborn said in verse 41, no problem, I will wait till my father dies, and then Jacob, you're a dead man. Genesis, not in Revelation, war had always been there. Life is war. And the Bible made it clear. So don't deceive yourself. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12 tells you clearly, we wrestle with principalities and powers. You are at war, my brother. You're at war, my sister. Uh, please, let that be plain. <laughs> In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. He didn't say play the good play of faith. Sir, <laughs> so what are you saying? Are you saying that if I become a Christian I will keep fighting? Oh! The fight is going to intensify. Ah! So you don't want me to be born again? I will tell you why you must be born again <laughs> before I finish. Because you don't get born again? Uh, you had done for oh dear that will tell you that it is okay for a slave to run to escape and it's absolutely okay for the owner to pursue when you became born again you escape from the slavery to Satan and Satan will pursue you. James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7 is written to Christians. Resist the devil. Surrender your life to Jesus, then get ready for a fight with the devil himself. First Peter chapter five from verse eight to nine. First Peter five verse eight to nine say you are to even resist him steadfastly. Not once in a while. And you say daddy, but this one is serious. Oh yes, we've been going higher now for quite a while. I want you to be a victor. That's why I must tell you the truth, the old truth and nothing but the truth. I'm too old now to begin to tickle your ears. You must know the truth so that the truth can set you free. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I'm not quoting myself, I'm quoting the Bible. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus Christ said, The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You know what that means? There's going to be a fight between the church and the gates of hell. And you know what gates there means. Elders. Elders of hell. (laughs) And for how long am I going to fight? Well, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. You stop fighting when you're about to leave. <laughs> Paul said, I'm ready to go now. I have fought a good fight. You fight till the end. And just in case you are getting uh, worried. No, 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 don't be worried. The last book of the Bible tells us one thing. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 7, just towards the very end, Revelation 21, verse 7, it says, At last we win. (laughs) We are going to win. We shall be victorious. (sighs) God always had an army. God had always, always had an amen. In Genesis chapter 1, the very first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1, from verse 1 to 3, Genesis 1, 1 to 3, the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What do you see? heaven was without, uh, the whole earth was without form and void and darkness. Darkness showed up on the very first day now. (laughs) It didn't come later. But then God has an answer for darkness. Let there be light. And there was light. Read that passage very well. Oh, I wish that one of these is, God will give us an opportunity to study the book of Genesis. God could not create anything meaningful until after he dealt with darkness. Uh, Let animals come forth, let birds multiply, all came after that initial battle. And I say in the name of the almighty God, to all of you who are listening to me, let there be light. Amen. Because in John chapter 1, verse four to five, John 1, verse four to five, which will tell you one of the reasons why you need to run to Jesus very quickly, The Bible says in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. It's only if you are in Christ that you will not be overcome by forces of darkness. God always had an army, and you'll be amazed the kind of uh, soldiers in his army. Let's start with insects. You know insects? Oh yes, they are members of the army of God. You can go through the book of Exodus. I won't have time to uh, give you all the Bible passages. I would just say, read the book of Exodus. Start from, shall we say, Exodus chapter eight, and keep on reading, maybe all the way to Exodus chapter 10, two chapters, and you will see there frogs in the army of God, lice, L I C, in the army of God, flies, <laughs> locusts. They're all there in the army of God when God wanted to fight Pharaoh. He's, he summoned frogs, lice, flies, locusts, and when you read Joel chapter two, verse twenty-five, Joel chapter two, verse twenty-five, you will be amazed that God called cankerworms, caterpillars, palmerworms. worms. He called them. My great army. <laughs> An army of cankerworm, caterpillars, palmerworm. Great army. And then if you go into the animal kingdom, ah, lions. First Kings chapter 13, from verse 1 to 28. First Kings 13 from verse 1 to 28. Almighty God wanted to deal with a disobedient prophet. He sent a lion to kill him, and he told the lion, la- "Kill him! Don't eat him. I'm not, I'm not giving him to you for food. I just want to teach others a lesson. When I command you, you obey me completely. You don't fool around with the Almighty." And I (laughs) hope those jokers who are calling themselves prophets, I hope they will pay attention to this. When some prophets begin to prophesy lies, and uh, people say to me, daddy, why don't you do something? I say, I'm praying for them for mercy. Because they know what God says he will do to prophets. Who said God said, when God has not said anything, I don't want to be in their shoes. In 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 23 to 24, 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 23 to 24, Elisha has not offended anybody. He has just performed a miracle. Removing the curse that upon that was upon Jericho, and all of a sudden, a gang of miscreants began to mock him. You bald-headed man, get away from here. Ah. <laughs> the man of God turned and said, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. Bible says two she-bears jumped out of the bush and tore 42 of them to pieces. Life is war. Don't joke with God. He can fight you with animals. He can fight you with insects. He can fight with worms. He can fight with bacteria. Right now he's fighting with a virus. Uh, The more you are trying to say, we want to deal with it, the virus will produce another child. (laughs) And now it's producing grandchildren. And instead of running to the almighty God and saying, we are sorry, we are still trying to prove to him we know more than he does. And he's sitting there in heaven laughing. Thank God for those of us who are praying. And he can fight with heavenly bodies. Uh, let's just take one or two examples. Exodus chapter 10 from verse 21 to 26. Exodus 10, 21 to 26. In Egypt, he told the sun to shine on Goshen, but to refuse to shine on Egypt. For three days. The Bible said there was darkness, Darkness so thick you can feel it. So that people who were sitting down couldn't even get up. That's God. You don't joke to the one that they call the consuming fire. In Amos chapter 4 from verse 7 to 8, Amos chapter 4, 7 to 8, Uh, The Almighty God said, hey, when I'm angry, I can cause rain to rain on one part of the city and leave the other side dry. So that the side that got rain will have food, The, the side that hasn't got rain will have a famine. But there are some battles now, which is where we are going. That's by way of introduction. There are some battles where God requires anointed men. In Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 22, Jeremiah 51, verse 20, Jeremiah 51, verse 20, he said, you are my battle axis. You can be anointed to be a battle axe. I I just want to tell you, I know these are deep things, but you need to learn this. You've been going higher all all these weeks, so you need to know more. You see, God can be patient. Very, very patient. Waiting for the time when there is an anointed weapon to fight. i give you an example very quickly. Exodus chapter 17, from verse 8 to 14. Exodus 17, 8 to 14. The children of Israel were on their way to the promised land. They haven't learned war because they have been uh, making bricks and so on and so forth. And as they were going, the men were going in front. The women, the children, the uh, elderly were coming from behind. And then a nation called Amalek came from behind and attacked them. Well, you know the rest of the story. Uh, Moses prayed, and somehow the battle was won. And God said to Moses, write it down. One day I will wipe out the Amalekites. There will be no remembrance of them. That's what God said. The year passed. Nothing happened. Exodus closed. Leviticus, numbers, everything, even Joshua, uh, and then in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, 1 Samuel, chapter 10, verse 1, finally God. God, a king called Saul. If you read the passage, first Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, when Saul was anointed, God called him my captain. Captain. And then in 1 Samuel chapter 15 from verse 1 to 9, 4 Samuel 15 from verse 1 to 9, God sent Samuel to go and tell Saul. Now I remember what Amalekites did to me. Time for vengeance. Are you saying God can revenge? Ah. <laughs> Haven't you read Romans chapter 12, verse 19? Romans 12, verse 19. That's the reason why he said you, do, you should not you don't bother revenging yourself. He said, Vengeance is mine. I'm the one who will revenge. So somebody has been saying all kinds of rubbish about you. Keep your mouth shut. Don't retaliate. Leave everything to God. He said, vengeance is mine. I will revenge. Not I may. And So God says somewhere to go and tell King Saul, I remember what the Amalekites did. Now it's time. I've been waiting for an anointed captain. Go and wipe them out. You know the result. Read the whole of 1 Samuel chapter 15. Where King Saul went and wiped out the Amalekites. But he saved their king and saved their animals, the beautiful ones of Amalekites. God said, I said, wipe out. And say, okay, since you have refused to be an obedient captain, then you are no longer my captain. I mean, you wonder why God was so violent with uh, King Saul. Because he didn't carry out what God said he would do. So God had to move on somewhere himself. I said, okay, look at this fellow. He killed all the people. Betty, he saved the king. How can you say you have killed everybody when the king is alive? So it is Samuel, Samuel, the prophet, <laughs> who said, bring the king. And the Bible says he caught the king to pieces. Ah, don't fight God. Bible may declare it's a dangerous thing to fall into the hand of the living God. God is not Father Christmas. Right. Now, in the passage we read, we have now come across anointing for battle. Special battle. I haven't got much time left, but I will tell you the very few. Isaiah chapter 61 from verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3. He says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me. To do what? To preach. You know that anointed preaching, it's warfare against the devil. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6 says, Letter kills. It is free that gives life. If you hear a preacher who is always talking sweet, 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 sweet. Talking sweet is okay when you are having an outreach. But in the church, inside the church. You have to tell the truth. The truth is not always sweet. Not only are you to preach, you are to bind the brokenhearted as part of what the anointing is for. You know what that means? When there is a crisis, real crisis, you bring in the military. when there is flood, when there's earthquake, when there is uh, tsunamis or whatever that civilians can handle, you bring in the military. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse three. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse three tells us prophecy is for edification. That's for building up. What do you build up? Something that has fallen down. Exhortation and comfort. If you pay attention, you will discover that during Holy Ghost services, you will hear there is someone here, there is someone here, there is someone here. God knows people who come. To the Holy Ghost service, aching, in pain, brokenhearted, and he sends a word to them. He will pick them out of the crowd and bind their broken heart. Someone said, What I don't like. It's uh, the way you are always saying there is someone here. There. Why don't you and you have never heard you say there's someone here who's going to die? I said they have enough problems. Part of the anointing is to heal the broken heart. Job chapter twenty two verse twenty nine. Job twenty two verse thirteen. Job twenty two verse twenty nine says where there is a Falling down, you will say there is a lifting up, healing the broken-hearted, and you are to also bring liberty to the captive, liberty to the captive. In Mark chapter sixteen, verse seventeen, Mark sixteen, verse seventeen, God said, "The first thing you do." These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Your anointing is for destroying yokes. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 27. And Acts chapter 16, from verse 16 to 18. Acts 16, from verse 16 to 18, tells you that, There was a girl who had been in bondage. And the anointed man of God, Paul the Apostle, just commanded the spirit of divination to get out of her. Anointing can be for warfare. I will continue from there next time, but let me warn you as long as you are outside Christ there's no hope of victory for you but if you come to him today the Bible says whomsoever the son shall set free shall be free indeed come to him and he will set you free if you bow your head now and cry to the Lord Lord and ask him to save your soul he will do so and even though the battle of life may continue, at least you are now sure of victory. He said, "In life you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer; have overcome the world." Shall we pray? My Father and my God, those who have decided to surrender their life to you today, please receive them, save their souls, let your sin wash away their sins let your blood wash away their sins and let them become members of the family of God and let them begin to enjoy victory now and please Lord God Almighty any of your children who might be fighting any kind of battle right now give them victory in Jesus mighty name we have prayed Amen. Amen pastor please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as pastor ea e. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the word of god